Welcome to Talking Home Renovations with House Maven. I am your host, Catherine McPhail. I am an architect practicing in Massachusetts. My specialty is additions and renovations to older homes, incorporating new technologies and sustainable practices. Since 2019, we have covered so much about home renovations, from foundations to roofing, how to hire design professionals and contractors, DIY challenges, sustainability, women in renovations, and so many home renovation stories from all of you. Frank Cesaro and Jim Jones joined me in this episode to discuss the renovation of their Queen Anne Victorian in Pennsylvania. This is their first big project, and while they are handy, neither of them have prior experience in restoration or home building. I met them through their Instagram account, Jones Revival, where they're documenting their journey. We talked about when to do it yourself and when to hire a professional, the timelines for renovations, and their dreams for the home. We jumped right into it. Here's my conversation with Frank and Jim. Yeah, so where our house is in Dunmore, Pennsylvania, So our house is in Dunmore, our garage is in Scranton. Most people know where Scranton is or have heard of Scranton from the office. Right. So yeah, so our house is in Scranton, which is about 30 minutes from the Poconos. Um, The Poconos is a pretty large, uh, like, getaway area. For vacationers and whatnot, but probably probably about an hour and a half to two hours to New York City. Mm -hmm. So that's the closest city. Two years ago, we bought a house in northern New Jersey in uh, a town called Denville. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we were looking for an old house that we wanted to fix up. We ended up buying an old house that was already done. Um, And so we lived there for almost two years when we found this house on Facebook. Actually, my mom found it. It found us, I'd say. So Jim's mom ended up forwarding me this listing on Facebook, which was for the house that we're in now. And I showed Jim, I'm like, such a beautiful house. Like, we love our house right now. And like, we're enjoying it because everything was done. So we were just doing some cosmetic stuff to it and whatnot. But we're like, all right, why don't we just go see the next time we're up at your parents' house? We could go take a look. And then we went to take a look. And we so we purchased it from an estate. So we met with the children of the individuals that unfortunately passed away. They were older in age, but they lived in the house since the 70s. And so we met up with them at the house and we walk in, there's a beautiful painted grand staircase, uh, walk through the house, just are in love with the grandeur of the home, the high ceilings, the uh, molding and millwork that was done. Again, all of that was painted. So we had to kind of see through that too, but Mm. we just fell in love with the house. And Later on that night, we made a decision to put in an offer. Uh, They were asking for a much different price point, and we kind of assessed where the location was, the work that needed to be done, and we put in an offer and felt comfortable with where we we were at. But later that night, we also made the decision to just put our house up for sale just because we enjoyed looking at this house and wanted to see what was out there, and it was... Uh, we were still in the midst of COVID, so prices were outrageous still. There were bidding wars. So we're like, why don't we just see what we could get for our house, kind of be free from it and see what's next for us. 
Mm. And so we were in New Jersey. Exactly. So we were in New Jersey and I grew up in New Jersey and I never lived outside of New Jersey. So (laughs) I was ready for a change and thought, why not move to where Jim moved to where I grew up? So why not move to where Jim grew up and experience that and see how it is? And that's how we found it. And Jim actually, so they didn't accept our offer initially. <laughs> uh, and I would say, what was that, Jim? Probably September? Yeah, originally. so we saw, we saw the house in September, um, and it wasn't until probably mid-November that they came back to us, and they didn't have anybody else that was interested uh, in, in taking on the project. A lot of people that were interested in it wanted to either tear it down or turn it into apartments. Um, mm. Because there's two pretty large universities right near us, the University of Scranton and Marywood University. So it would be easy to turn it into student housing. Um, And the family was adamant that they didn't want that to happen. They wanted it to stay a single family. They wanted somebody to take care of it. And so they had come back to us and they asked if we were still interested. And that was how we ended up purchasing the house. And and while all of this was going on, we were still, our house was on the market, Our, our previous home only lasted maybe a week and a half on the market before we accepted an offer. So we were kind of like, we saw this house, we fell in love with it. We were dead set on moving here, but we didn't have an offer accepted. They were still up in the air. Meanwhile, our house was like under contract and people were packing their bags to move into it. So, (laughs) and we even made plans at that point to just move in with Jim's parents until we could wait it out and find the house that's right for us. Yeah. But then when they came back, we negotiate a little bit more back and forth and just were super excited because they finally accepted and went through that whole process. And we even just, just to be sure, we asked ourselves, we looked at each other, we're like, are we ready for this project? Because the house itself has always been lived in. It was built in 1888. We believe it's a free classic Queen Anne Victorian and it's always been lived in. So it was never abandoned. Um, so it, while there weren't major issues with it, the previous owners from the seventies, they never did anything to improve the house. I don't think they even changed wallpaper, um, (laughs) because when we were ripping things up, like we were ripping up the carpet, we found the name of the previous owners before them under the carpet. So, uh, Mm. it really didn't do much to it. They loved it. But we knew it was a big project because we knew how much work really need to go, needed to go into it to bring it back to its Victorian era, but also bring it to its modern, the, the modern electricity, modern plumbing and whatnot. Right. Yeah. Right. Which is the best of both worlds. in in my view, having yeah. an old house that has a lot of really interesting elements and a lot of modern conveniences. Yeah. So, and that uh, was, you know. That was just like what we really wanted. We wanted an old house that was charming, had the original detail, but modern amenities. One of the first things that we did was put HVAC into the house. Um, and that was probably the biggest upgrade this house has seen ever. Yeah, ever. <laughs> so. so are you there now? Are you living there now? Or Yes. Yeah. We're living yeah. through it. So we have our bedroom. We have a another bedroom that we made into a temporary living room. We have a couple of rooms that we made our own as we continuously improve upon the house. Yeah. They're the, the off guard areas, Yeah, you know, they're still in disarray, but there's no construction that's actively going on in them. Um, Mm -hmm. So we mainly live 
pretty much on the second floor. Our, our kitchen is the only thing we really use on our first floor, which is in the back of the house. And that's kind of also quarantine from everything. We're not renovating our kitchen yet. That'll be our biggest project, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And we said we would probably wait about five years before we did it because it's it's outdated, but there's nothing wrong with it. It's a 50s kitchen. Yeah, it was updated in probably 1950. Yeah. Um, well, that's kind of cool in its own, actually. I mean, that's 75 years old right there. Yeah, Almost. yeah. It's it's very charming. You know, I feel it's very like it's your grandma's kitchen. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? So it, we, it's yeah, it's charming. So it, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, um, <laughs> there's bigger issues that we've got going on. Yeah. And he said the biggest project we take on it would be the kitchen, but honestly, every project in an old house is a big project. So I know, yeah, <laughs> we're just no, it's true. You think there's going to be a certain simplicity to it that it's never, it never is because it's tied to so many other other little things. Oh my God, every yeah. little thing we do, I literally tell Jim, it, nothing's easy. Nothing okay. is easy. If it's even just replacing a window or mm-hmm. something simple, nothing is easy. And but we learn to appreciate that. And just keep rolling with the punches. Yeah. We open yeah. up one thing and there's a hundred more issues that come along with it. Um, mm-hmm. But so far, we I don't think we've... The only thing that has made us think about whether we made the right decision was our first electric bill that we got because our entire house was baseboard heating. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was a $2,000 electric bill. And we were like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so great and we did do the high efficiency heat pump as well with a gas backup so super happy with it we did get to experience it for a little bit in the winter and now we have the air conditioning on Mm -hmm. we have two units one's in the basement for our first floor the other one's in the attic for the second floor the first big thing hvac how did you decide what to do next or how are you going with health and safety first? Are you keeping water out of your house first? Are you just going room by room? Well, yeah, we tried to definitely go room by room because that's the way we could stay focused and ensure we're not painting one room and doing other things to another room and just losing sight and track of everything that we want to do. Cause it's a fairly large home. It's a 4,200 square foot home. But um, the HVAC was the first thing because it was really enlightening when we got that electric bill but then i would i I would backtrack though too because the hvac was the first project the first big project that we contracted out everything else we've done ourselves but Mm -hmm. the first real project that we've actually done was our front porch so we have we have a wraparound front porch that is probably about 1500 to 2000 square feet yeah it's 147 feet yeah yeah um and it was sinking in the front because there wasn't there wasn't structural footings put into it. Um, and because of that, it was pulling down on the front of our house. It was pulling the front yeah. of your house off. So yeah. it was pulling. We have a uh, turret and it was pulling down on the turret and causing the turret on the second floor and in the attic to pull down along with it. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it was it had sank probably about five or six inches by the time yeah. we purchase the house uh so that was the first thing we did was pick that up and then you know as we just said we opened one thing there's 500 other things that come along with it so we found out that one of the beams and the roof and the roof of the porch was fractured so we had to fix that and then we had to pick up the rest of the porch and now we're just working our way down in segments you know after we're done with the podcast we're going to go out we have to finish the one side 
uh, leveling it off. And so pretty much when the weather broke, we decided we weren't going to work too much inside the house. We were going to shift everything outside while the weather was nice and, and mostly because it was such a big project that we had to take on we didn't want the we didn't want the pulling down on the turret to be impacted even more especially if we have a lot of snow next year snow on the porch roof would pull it down so yeah we wanted to shore it up this year and get that out of the way so but yeah it did last 135 years the porch uh, we could tell there were definitely updates made and quick fixes made to it as we're pulling things back but we are now doing everything we could to make sure that we don't ever have to touch it again in our lifetime. So and yeah. we've dug all the footings ourselves. And, and what we found, too, is I guess back when the house was built, they used to put uh, coal underneath the porch to mitigate um, dampness or bugs. So under wow. the porch, there's two feet worth of coal. Really? And so every time we dig, it just caves back in on itself. So yeah. it was definitely a learning experience, but we are probably about 90% through shoring up the porch. Now, then comes the project of bringing all the character back into it. So redoing the floors, putting the trim back on because they did aluminum uh, on the house at a certain point. And when they put the aluminum on, they took out any trim that was protruding away from the house. So yeah. finding out what that looks like and putting it back in. So we want to try the whole goal of this house is to bring it back to its original life. And whatever details we could find, we will try to bring that back in. But when we are unsure about something, that's when we'll bring in some of the things that we like or that we think are appropriate to the house, uh, right. the house built in. 1888 so mm -hmm. wow and it was built for a shoemaker and his staff yeah. i read somewhere yeah. on one of your pages so do yeah. you have a kind of less formal area of the house where the staff lived and then a more formal yeah. area where the family lived yeah and you could tell so after you go up our grand staircase there's the hallway landing and to the one side, you could tell there's like crown molding and whatnot. It's done up. And then on the back side, it's less done up, less molding. So we believe that back bedroom was for servants. And then in the attic, so which is the third floor, there was there is an old bathroom, a bathroom that probably hasn't been touched since the 30s. Mm -hmm. uh, old clawfoot tub, old toilet, originally original to the house. So that's in the attic. It's disconnected because I believe that they had a leak at one point, so they had to disconnect it. Mm -hmm. But that's where the servants' quarters were. Um, and we hope to use some of the, like the porcelain, the clawfoot tub, we hope to reuse. The toilet, we hope to reuse and whatnot. So you're going with fixing up the porch and then fixing up the exterior until the winter comes. And then you're going to go back inside, yeah. I assume. Yeah. yeah. And then I think logistically... We don't really have like a, a plan set in stone, but we're just trying to work in, in a way that would make our lives easier. So one of the first things that we did inside the house was a half bathroom downstairs. It's the only bathroom that's on our first floor. Um, so we fixed that up before the weather got nice. And then after that, what we need to do is probably we have a full bathroom that's in our basement. Um, and we're going to have to go and renovate that bathroom because then our next project is to finish our master, the primary uh, bedroom. 
Um, so we need a full bathroom in order to do that. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So if we don't do the, the basement bathroom, then we don't really have a place to shower and stuff and probably wouldn't be able to live here during that. Yeah. So uh, we're just trying to like plan things out and, you know, figure out what's most important and, and what we need to do next. Yeah. We did before, uh, before spring came, we were working on our living room after we had finished the half bathroom renovation, we started working on our living room. So everything was painted. We started stripping the paint, um, taking off, uh, well, fixing the ceiling, uh, realizing that they had put canvas on the ceiling to flatten it out. So pulling that down, starting from all over again, uh, doing some electricity work. Just had actually an electrician come yesterday to quote us on rewiring the whole house because, like I said earlier, that is something that I'm so fearful of yeah. and do not want to take on myself. But um, as soon as the weather broke, that's when we moved outside. So once we're good outside, we'll finish up the living room because we want that primary living space again. And then, like Jim said, we'll go into the basement, do that bathroom and work our way back up. Did you already know how to fix up houses before you got this one? Or are you learning as you go? No, no, not really. So our previous house, like we said, was already finished uh, pretty much. We were just adding some detail, wallpaper, uh, paint, stuff like that into the house. But I think we're both pretty handy. So everything that we're doing now, we kind of just do our research and plan things out and kind of learn take, a lot, take a whack at it. You know, if there's yeah. think. Thankfully, you know, nothing has went severely wrong for us. Uh, my dad was a plumber growing up, so he knows how to do the plumbing, which he's helped That's significantly good. with us. Yeah. But I mean, as far as just like those big projects, electrical and the HVAC and stuff we've contracted out and then ourselves, we just do our research and and we kind of figure it out along the way. Yeah. We've contacted so many people to come come and give us quotes for projects and they'll come and take a look, but then they just disappear. <laughs> yeah, they do just disappear. You know? And, I know. Yeah. It's gotten to the point where like when we do call somebody and they come out, we just flat out when they get to our house, we tell them like, we understand the caliber of the, the project. And if you're not interested, just let us know. There's no reason we're not going to be upset about it. We know it's a huge house. We know it's old. Uh, and some people just aren't down for it. So yeah, um, you just have to yeah, find the people who are who like that kind of work. Yeah, yeah, and and it's hard to to come by, and it's also hard to find people that you feel comfortable with letting into your house and and touching all of exactly, these things. Because yeah. so, yeah, so often, especially these days, people are buying houses like this and they're flipping them and and modernizing them, and that's not that's not what we want. We it's want the original goal. character of our house. So like the the electrician that we had over yesterday to take a look at our house, he we could tell that he knew what he was doing and that he had an appreciation for our house uh, because like just the types of questions he was asking us, you know, like our, our uh, outlets are in our baseboards. And he said, you know, like, you don't want to move those. We want to keep it there because it's very distinct to your house. So like we would just mm -hmm. change, you know, change out the wiring, change out the plug, stuff like that and update it but we want to keep the original character of it. And so we know, you know, when we have somebody come in and take a look and they ask us questions like that, or they make comments like that, it, it makes us feel much more comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Because there's so many different, you can't really assume how somebody is going to feel about 
where an outlet should go, for example. So it's good that you make sure that they're going to stay in the baseboard because that's where they should be in your house. That's Mine- where they are. And that's where they should stay. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And even like when he even asked about um, our pocket doors because there's outlets on the outside of the pocket doors and they ran it behind the beadboard within the pocket uh, within the pocket doors. So uh, he made sure to tell me, like, we'll keep it that way. So this way you could use your pocket doors and whatnot. So, yeah, it was just a really refreshing experience because everyone else up until that individual almost ran away as soon as they stepped on our porch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is a lot of people really hate working on old houses. Yeah, our previous house had a lot of recessed lighting and, and we really loved it. Um, and we do like lamps, but the issue is just like, Currently, when we're changing everything out electrical wise, our house is knob and tube. So, like, yeah. and pla- uh, plaster and lath. So, in order yeah. to do any sort of recessed lighting, we would have to, you know, cut destroy. so many holes and destroy basically the the plaster. So, mm-hmm. we've come to uh, an agreement that if we're going to do any recessed lighting, it will most likely just be on our second floor because mm-hmm. we can drop them down through our attic. Um, yeah. And then our first floor is just going to kind of be what it is with lamp lights and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But, you know, it's also still original to the house if we were to just do lamps. Um, yep. And we do have some lighting that would hang from our ceilings. We do have lights in our ceilings currently. It's just not going to be recessed. So, yeah. But, yeah, there's always a big debate over recessed lights in old houses. It does yeah. get better light, but it's not original <laughs> it's not period appropriate right so i try right, to right. yeah i try to justify that by just saying like i'm going for some kind of gloomy vibe in the front yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly a mysterious all the front old room. pictures all the all the old pictures of victorian houses are gloomy so just stick with that yeah <laughs> yeah yep. right right what do you what have you learned so far you haven't been doing it that long but are there big lessons that you think you could share with other people about things you've learned one of the biggest learnings I had, and I'm sure Jim could have answered it for him as well, but one of the biggest learnings I had was the house is going to tell you exactly what it wants. Mm. As we pull things back, you see the history of the house. You see the things that people changed in the house. So just being very aware of that and for people like us who want to bring the house back to what it originally was, it's really important to make sure you're seeing that and understanding what it is. Um, for instance, we redid the half bath on our main floor. Uh, Which looks great, by the way. I saw the video you. of that. Nice video. Thank you. And we, can't, we, come, we came to realize as we tore it apart that that wasn't originally a half bath. But it was it's the only half bath on the first floor. So we understand why it was put there and why it's necessary to have. But originally, our half bath was actually a vestibule to the side porch. Oh. So they had closed up the door to the side porch and made it a half bath. Unfortunately, we wanted to have a half bath on our main floor, and there really isn't anywhere else we could put it because the plumbing's all located in one area and whatnot. So we went ahead and continued along with the renovation of the half bath. But as we peeled back our living room, we tore up some of the molding just to scrape it and whatnot. We realized that there were French doors going out to the porch through our living room. So mm. that is something we're going to bring back. And as we continue to learn more, we'll make those decisions as they come. But biggest learning, again, is the house is telling its own story and telling you what it wants and just try to listen to it. Yeah, that's good yep. advice. 
because sometimes, yeah. especially, well, I mean, this is my job. So often I think about what houses could be, but when it's your own house <laughs> and you've decided completely what it should be before you move in and get to know the house, that is kind of, it changes. It completely yeah. changes. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of and, yeah. good to be flexible. You mentioned yeah. your job, you're an architect. So what we also saw on our porch was at some point in the porch's life, they removed one of the columns because it was right in front of a picture window. Oh. And <laughs> by removing that, the porch started, the porch roof started dipping in the center of it. Which is right. what caused all the so, issues. So which started to cause all the other issues and snowballed from there. But yeah, so it obviously wasn't meant for the house to not have that there. <laughs> right. <laughs> obviously that what needs to go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are you planning on living here your whole rest of your lives, do you think? Is this your final house or are you are you just going to get it back to good shape and then see how it goes? Yeah, no, I think our plan is to this is our forever home. Never yeah. say never, but yeah, yeah, we're we're pretty open, I think, to whatever comes along. But we absolutely love our house now. We love where we live. We have really great neighbors. The houses around us are uh, absolutely stunning. It's just, uh, yeah, I feel like we're just very much in love with where we are right now. And so right now, this is a forever home. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll take forever to get to the point where we're happy. So. <laughs> That's true. It's true. It's not like you're going to be done in the end of the year, you know? Then just yeah, there. no, not at all. Everybody, yeah. you know, we, because we're outside doing the porch all the time, we have so many people walking by that have lived here for so long, and they're just so happy that there's people here that are going to take care of the house. So I mean, literally this afternoon, our neighbor across the street uh, dropped off a card and stuff for us and, you know, wrote in the card how happy she is that like somebody's taking care of this house now because it just was, it was loved for so long, but the people were, were old and they just didn't have the time and, you know, to, to put into the house anymore. So um, right now we're, we're very much here. We're very much involved in this house and there's no, no other options for us. Overall, what would you say your biggest challenge has been? God, that I would say the porch, right? Yeah, the porch, I would say the porch as well. It's just, we knew there were issues with the porch going in. We, as we continue to unravel it, it's like pulling a string and everything just unravels. But as we continue to uncover it, just more and more just wood decay and the old growth wood is actually fine. It's the wood that they repaired maybe 30, 40 years ago that is decaying. So Mm -hmm. repairing that. So it just became more of a, a larger project than we originally anticipated, which is fine. We're doing it ourselves. We're continuing along the path, and we just hope that we could sure it up and get it into a really good place by the time winter comes again, because it's a beautiful porch, and we want to actually utilize it, and especially since we're doing stuff inside all the time, we want to be able to go outside. We have two dogs, a cat. We want to be able to bring them on the porch and just enjoy ourselves. Mm. So, But the porch yeah. was definitely a big challenge, I would say. I would also just say trying to find contractors. So like for the HVAC or the electrical, like the things that we need contractors for, trying to find them has been difficult. Working off of referrals is helpful. Asking the right questions or being asked the right questions is really helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are just some tidbits. (laughs) 
if you can possibly say one thing or the thing you love most about the house, the thing that you're most excited about. There's so much. Yeah. Um, I would say, so the one thing that I'm most excited for is, so Frank and I, our favorite thing is Christmas. Mm -hmm. We go all out for it. And so a dream of mine since I was a baby and something that we've constantly talked about since we've met each other is having a huge Christmas party Mm -hmm. um, and inviting everybody we know. And so that is like our biggest goal right now getting the porch finished getting our living room done and our first floor to a point that we could have a huge christmas party at our house um and so like we have been planning this out for years and i feel like this house is like perfect this yeah it's so perfect for it yeah yeah i envision because our living room it's odd because i believe our living room was originally a parlor and then a living room in front of it Mm -hmm. um or maybe it's just the way it's set up there's an archway in the middle of the live in the middle of the living room but i envision just having a grand piano in the area that was maybe once a parlor and just someone playing music while we're having a christmas party it's that's what's really exciting I just love all the character this house brings with it, too. Even when you pull down drop ceiling in the basement, you're looking at the old wiring. It's just so characteristic of the house. It makes you appreciate it. Even though it's going to cost you an arm and a leg, you appreciate where the house came from. Mm-hmm. And my favorite part is honestly probably the porch. It's a huge porch. I've never yeah. had that growing up. And it's, I could just see our, like see us having parties, having friends over, sitting out on the porch and just enjoying ourselves there. Yeah. yeah a lot so, of the work. It's so long. It could be like 10, 10 rooms, really. If they're all 14 yeah. foot rooms, you think about it. That is just a whole place in itself. Yeah, exactly. it really is. That's yeah. great. I love those. And then another motivation for us, too, is as we were doing research on our house, we've come to find that there were the original owners had a wedding at our house, too. Um, So that would be cool to kind of relive that. Yeah. Um, So we're not married yet. We're engaged and we bought a house. We moved. So we haven't gotten married yet and we don't have a set date yet. But our goal now is just to finish the first floor we'd love to have our wedding in oh, our absolutely, first floor yeah yeah and have a very small intimate gathering and just yeah. appreciating it that way yeah, perfect so. yeah we are friendly with one of the previous owners that lived in this house so actually one of their kids um they lived here i believe from the 50s to the 70s Mm. And but she actually provided us with a DVD of uh, family pictures that were taken in the house and also some on their vacations and whatnot. But that was really a way that we were able to see back in history and take a look at what the house originally was. Perfect. But our lot is pretty much clear. There are no bushes and whatnot. But originally what we saw through those pictures was the whole lot hat was lined in um, boxwoods mm. and there are beautiful plants and flowers in front of the porch. Right now there's nothing. I mean, some of that we did tear out so we could do the porch, but we do want to bring that back, bring those characteristics back to the house as well. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. You have a couple accounts. It looks like on Instagram, your Jones revival. Yes. Is that the name of your house or is that the name, your last name? That uh, that was just an account that we 
that we made up. So it was an account that we made up. Um, uh, we were doing some cosmetic updates to our old house and wanted to showcase it. So we began along that path and Jim really is into design and really appreciates it all. So he came up with the name Jones Revival, which is his last name oh, and okay. Revival. Um, yeah. So, but at, when we moved into this house, it was just fitting to put everything on there as well. So yeah, you could definitely find us in our house at Jones Revival on Instagram. And TikTok. Yep. And TikTok. And we're on TikTok. We're trying to figure out how to work it still. But yeah, TikTok and the new one, which is Threads. So yes. we're trying to learn Threads as well, which is the Twitter of Facebook. Talking about social media, the other, the last thing I'd recommend for someone is we're part of like old house groups on Facebook and whatnot. And those are actually super helpful. There's a lot of people out there that are going through the same things you are or mm -hmm. facing challenges around their old house. And we've learned so much on that. And also just having input around what stain to use on your porch and how to seal it and whatnot. Like those resources and those communities are super helpful yeah absolutely it's really great to have them i would say if you're thinking about it just do it yeah you know when we first saw that my mom you know sent it to us on facebook we came and looked at it and my parents immediately said do not buy this house oh, the parents and always it, say that <laughs> i didn't even tell my i didn't even tell my parents i didn't tell my family because i knew they were going to have the same sentiments so yeah. but we we knew we could do it. We asked ourselves, we sat down and had that really tough conversation. Like, could we do this? We got it really pulled together and get it done. And there's not one day that goes by. Listen, I've had a nail through my finger. I fell between the floor joists. Like, I've gotten hurt. But there's not a day that goes by where I regret our decision at all. Yeah. Like every single day I look forward to getting off my work computer and going outside, work on the porch or working on whatever project. Like it, every day just is exciting. You're learning a lot and we're going to appreciate it all one day. One day someone's going to be walking through our house and we're going to say, that's where I got the nail through my finger or whatever. So thanks for listening to the podcast. I wouldn't be able to do this without you, the listener. I invite you to join me on Instagram at Talking Home Renovations, where we are building up a friendly community. Other ways to get in touch are in the show notes, including the weekly newsletter that includes photos from the episodes. It's kind of worth signing up for that. Talking Home Renovations with Alice Maven is proud to be a member of Gable Media, the most engaged AEC network on the planet. If you're into architecture, check out what the network has to offer at gablemedia.com. That is G-A-B-L-M-E-D-I-A dot com. Until next time, take it easy.